Hello and welcome to the Daily Booktopian for Monday, June 15th. My name is Nick Vasiliev and I am the social media specialist here at Booktopia. And this is a podcast about reading in the time of isolation and social distancing. So, and uh, joining me today for our first episode of the week is the merchandising coordinator, Cassandra Sharp. Hi, Cass. Hi. And our campaigns manager, um, Sam Joyce. Hi, Sam. Hi, Nick. Um, so let's dive right into this, not beat around the bush. And I'll throw to you first, Cass. What have you been reading over the last couple of weeks? Um, I've been bouncing between a couple of things. So I'm still working on A Song Below Water, which I mentioned last week. Um, this morning I finished an advanced copy of a very cute book. It's a picture book for kids. And it's about the first dinosaur discovery by Mary Anning. Mm-hmm. So she discovered a dinosaur on the beach and it talks about how she kind of created a completely new field of study and she had a lot of challenges being a woman wanting to get into science around that time. And it's got gorgeous illustrations. It's by Linda Skiers and Marta Alvarez Miguens, I think is how you pronounce her last name. I hope so. Um, But I just thought it was gorgeous and it was fun. And I really enjoyed it. And it's been a long time since I've learned anything cool about dinosaurs. How cool is that? To, I know, right? Because uh, we often, you know, look at fields like archaeology and stuff like that. And I actually didn't never, you actually never stop to think, hey, how did all of this actually come into existence um, hmm. from one small discovery or one small thing? Is it kind of just like, does it go into some of like the technical things of of how uh like of of how it actually led to the creation of the field of of archaeology and dinosaur discovery? Like, well, how much detail does it go into for a kids book? Um, it goes into a little bit of detail. Like, it discusses how she brought her finding from the beach to a scientific society, I think. And they thought that she faked it at first because it was, like, this huge thing that no one had ever seen before. (laughs) Um, And eventually she wanted to join, like, to go to universities and study and lecture and stuff like that. And they wouldn't let her, which is very disappointing. But she kind of forged her own path and just did what she wanted to do from the town where she lived, which was very cool. That's so cool. It sounds about like it sounds exactly similar to all the initial discoveries, which are now like second nature to us. The first time they ever proposed, people go, "No, nah, no, nah, that's not the way things are." <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, and yet, yeah. and yet here we are, a couple hundred years later, with a, with oh hey, there's a whole complete field on this. Yeah, it's hard to imagine looking at a pile of bones and going, "What is that?" <laughs> I know. Mm, and, yeah, and even better now that there's actually like a book that's more like kids kid oriented to be like hey this is actually something that anyone could do like it's it's inspiring i like i love it but Cass, do you think that this this sort of story harks into you know some of the struggles that women still face in science about sort of being you know locked out of different um uh, disciplines and things like that um i don't know that it speaks to like today's current struggles but it mm-hmm. definitely kind of humanizes the struggles that women in the past would have had mm-hmm. in being taken seriously and like getting into the field Mm-hmm. and regarded as experts. Um, so I just thought that was a very cool read. There's, like, little facts about fossils and stuff like that. And it just was a very 
cute, very fun book to read this morning. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm also reading a couple more books, surprisingly. Um, I started one called Going Dark, um, but it's about the secret lives of um, extremists online. So I think the author's name is Julia Bernal, Mm -hmm. and she works in briefing governments and different kinds of groups about extremist activity online, and it follows her, like, going undercover and (laughs) engaging with groups online, which is very, like, bone-chilling, but Mm -hmm. also, like, very important. Yeah. (laughs) Unsettling. (laughs) I find I kind of find all of that sort of stuff that you all of the stuff that you could potentially discover online quite mm. the, the dark web a mm. very unsettling place to be um and the fact that it's all within your fingertips can also can can be quite unsettling at points I would be a fascinating read yeah it is in a very dark twisted way that kind of like chills you to the bone um and finally the last book that I've been reading is talking to my country by Stan Grant which I think a lot of people would probably be looking into at the moment. There's a lot of important conversations that are happening um, given recent events in the world and people are starting to have pretty important conversations. And I feel like I want to educate myself more about um, Indigenous history and um, Indigenous writing in Australia. And I'm 13 pages in, but it's very beautifully written and I'm already learning a lot. Awesome. And it's one, it, one of the things that we've kind of really noticed from our end is um, considering all of the stuff that has been happening around the world. In terms of the books that we've been noticing, there's been such a surge of interest in people wanting to learn about books, about education, around actually dealing with these topics properly, which I think is very encouraging that people actually want to know more and kind of, like you say, with, with this book, engage in the actual topic of discussion rather than kind of a, a approach of, oh, how horrible this is, but not actually will be willing to do anything about it. Hmm. Yeah. Awesome selection of books. I love it. Um, Thank you, Brenda. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw it over now to you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what have you been reading in the last, uh, in the last couple of weeks? Uh, so I'm still reading um, Grit by Angela Duckworth, but I did start a new a new book last night and also finished it last night. I just started reading and couldn't stop. <laughs> I kept checking the time and I was like, uh, I'll just keep going. <laughs> um, so I started reading uh, Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo. It's the, the first book um, in this Shadow and Bone trilogy and part of a shared universe that she calls the Grishaverse. Um, and honestly, I, I love an ebook bargain and it was $4.99, you know, so <laughs> I picked it up and I and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's really, really interesting. Um, I would probably class it as a um, a YA fantasy, an upper YA fantasy, I guess. Um, a interesting uh, sort of world building. I love books that particularly fantasy books that give you the hints and the the elements of the world that you need to know through the character's eyes and then kind of go, well, everything else is up to you. You know, they don't 
uh, info dump on you. They allow the world mm. to build slowly for you um, as you read the book, as the character's world expands, so does yours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's got a really interesting twist. I honestly didn't see it coming. Um Maybe that's because I was just so involved and then, you know, reading it, um, it the way, you know, so so quickly, I guess, the way I was and I just had to keep finding out. So I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, I wasn't reading it slowly, I guess, if that makes sense. So I was taken on a ride. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to have a look at the rest of the series. It, it uh, definitely sets up, um, it's a good book in itself. Um and there's a there's a good uh, you know um, hero. There's a good villain, um, and it really sets up the stakes for uh, what I think will be the rest of this this trilogy. Ooh. Awesome! I actually kind of love those kind of uh, fantasy books that they are world building, but it's not like um, in in the sense that you kind of have similar to what you you know say. Can, uh, famous examples like Lord of the Rings where mm. you have to rely on an enormous amount of um, backstory to yeah, hear and history, the, yeah. the, and history to hear the kind of the, the context of what you're being presented mm. right now, which can actually weigh it down quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounds It sounds to me like these books sound really cool. Like it's very, you've got a couple of hints of a, of a bigger, of a bigger world that can yeah. be built on, but yeah. that's not, is that kind of like not the key point of it? It's like these characters that you're going on this adventure with. Yeah, exactly. And it's just there's a backdrop there. And I'm the type of reader that give me give me enough to give me a taste and to give me, you know, a sense of this world and I'll fill in the blanks. Um, I find that, you know, too much, too, telling me too much is almost making me work harder because I've got to remember it all. Um, so I, I quite like that. I like the, the main character. She's quite sassy. You know, she's, a, she's a, got a good head on her shoulders. Um but I really enjoyed her dialogue and her interactions with the other characters as well. Mm. And, and, of course, you must have because you wolfed it down in one night, which is a uh, solid effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't often do that. I'm usually quite a slow reader. Um, mm. But it was a, it's definitely a bit of a whirlwind ride. There's probably, a, you know, I think like with most books, that you get to this middle point um, eh, which isn't as intense, but there's other things. It's not as, I guess, action-y, but there is more political I guess events happening behind the scenes. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's a, a really excellent example of a of a good YA series. I'll definitely read more from this author. Awesome. Well, I love the sound of it, and I think it sounds so. Cool <laughs> and it's cheap it. right now on ebook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, take the bargain. Another point. I have a bunch of Lee Bardugo ebooks, and I just don't think that I've started reading any of them yet. So I appreciate the hearty recommendation yeah she's got a good style as a writer mm. that's so cool is it is it like just very very like light and fast like it just flows off the page or is it just very um yeah I guess uh, I it's not heavy writing um it's got enough description there that it just flows really well you know mm. it's like a river that just takes you oh I love those 
they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> they're, the best they're the best times. Not no no description, just just beautiful eloquence off the page that just makes you go, oh, as you're reading. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even even if even if the the the, the language and dis, or even though the nature of what's going on might be terrifying, I'll just be like, oh, but it's written mm. so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you very much. What an awesome suggestion. I love that. Another one to add to the to the must read list. The the, the pile gets bigger and bigger and bigger with every passing week. Oh. Um, so we're at that stage in the podcast right now uh, where we like to shout out an Australian author and uh, or an Australian author or an Australian book uh, of interest. And there's a particular – we're going to go do something a little bit different this week. Um, so coming up uh, in the next uh, about two or three weeks or so, there is a book coming out about Roan. Now, if you're not familiar with who Roan is – Roan is a Melbourne-based artist who uses work to explore kind of beauty and decay. So what he so what they, what he does is he goes into uh, these old, broken-down buildings or buildings in decay and creates beautiful, gorgeous artwork um, and beautiful street art. Um, and essentially, there's a new book called Roan Street Art and Beyond, which basically delves into the nature of his art style, the kind of the imagery that he creates and basically provides a, an example of street studio and kind of installation of, of fantastic Australian artwork and the actual story behind it, um, which is, I think, really fascinating and looks like uh, a beautiful, uh, an absolute must for, for people who are fans of kind of art and painting and also for people who are fans of a cool, just a really cool art form. Um, if you like a good piece of art, then highly recommend it. So, yeah, Roan. Make sure you get on that. Uh, it'll be out on the 30th of June. Um, so that will bring us to the end of our Daily Booktopian podcast for today. Thank you very much, Cass and Sam, for coming on and giving me some more excellent recommendations. Thanks, Nick. Thanks for having us. Um, so all of our listeners, you can listen to any of the Daily Booktopian podcasts right now on our SoundCloud and our iTunes app. We've got over 50 episodes of book recommendations ready and here for you to discuss. Um, and in it, on top of that, we also have a whole bunch of podcasts where we chat, sit down with authors, we do interview pieces, we have discussions around books, fierce debate where we agree and agree to disagree, what, what have you, we have it on our SoundCloud and iTunes channel. Um, and we'll be back at the same time tomorrow for another episode of The Daily Booktopian. Um, until then, keep reading and please stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Booktopia podcast channel. Don't forget, you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes for free and get access to hundreds of author discussions, book analysis pieces and more. Or if your eyes need a workout, head to Booktopia TV on YouTube. Don't forget, for all books featured in this podcast and for access to a whole bunch of other fun content on our blog, head to Booktopia. Australia's local bookstore at booktopia.com.au